moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. within my body because the pre-conversation we had for this um, podcast episode today is very special. I mean, every episode is special, but this one is different. And again, because of the timing and how the landscape are of our blue planet where we both are located is talking to us and bringing information. So stay tuned of what fascinating wisdom will be revealed and what wisdom will be pulled out of you. So hello everyone, I'm Eileen, your host of the Moving to Oneness podcast and I'm sitting in Germany and we had been talking about the weather, it has had a lot of rain today though there is none which I took advantage of and was outside and in my garden and playing with my plants and my cat. On the other side of the Atlantic, I have my beautiful, wise wisdom keeper, Dr. Anita Sanchez in Boulder, Colorado, where the weather is hot, hot, and is bringing out transformation, speedy, speedy, speedy transformation because of the fires that are here. So first of all, thank you very much, Anita, for taking the time early morning to be with me on the show and to bring your very beautiful, gentle, and all-encumbrancing wisdom. We'll talk about that. That's in your book. Uh, we'll share a, a little bit as well today with the um, audience. But first of all, thank you for coming, being with me. I'm very, very honored to be in your presence. I am too. I'm so glad now that we actually have know each other in this way, because of course we do already know, we already knew we were connected, but this feels really good. I'm excited to be here and to be with your viewers. Yes, you know, the connectiveness and we were the topic of this podcast, Oneness, is that we are all made out of multiple particles that have existed for 14 billion years, right? And reform each other. And uh, we are able to utilize these particles first in embodying our own wisdom within us, right? But each one of us also has the ability to reform in any moment, in any moment, in any moment, uh, the particles into something new. So everyone, stay tuned and learn how you can even change and make even more beautiful your life and the life and the environment around you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And you have a fascinating uh, environment behind you, a painting 
of a, a dry landscape, the desert, uh, Pablo, Mexico, South Southern um, yes, it's US, in the right? Where is that? It's, a, it's in New Mexico, just south of Colorado, where I am. And um, there, there's construction happening on my home. So this is the little room I found and I took uh, from my living room, this large painting, because um, I just love the colors. And when people go to the desert, it's like all of us, we can see and we can limit what we see or we can go further and expand and sense even more. And so of course, artists, especially when you go and see the sand, people think yellow, nothing there. And instead it's very alive as is everywhere. And, and as you said, I love that because in every moment in every breath and every thought we get to make a choice and we have that kind of power and not only individually, but collectively when we do that, it's, it's remarkable. So thank you for, for seeing this. And I wanted, I wanted everyone to see some beautiful color here in, um, in the United States that exists. Yeah, because you also have a turquoise and that is a stone that is very particular to your regions where you also come from. And it, uh, your heritage, right? And it's important, I believe, that we use uh, stones, maybe wood, a plant or something that comes from our environment where we are born. It is our own medicine to it is. help us uh, support us, guide us, co-create, right? It is a medicine to feel more comfortable and that provides an embrace to who we are. Yes. So part of my indigenous, I'm half indigenous and then the other half is Mexican, Spaniard. Actually, stories I don't have of Eastern Europe, Hungary, and of Greece and the UK. I'm, so there's all, um, my relatives moved all over the world but half of me is indigenous. And a big part of that is from central Mexico where the turquoise does come from. Mm -hmm. And you're absolutely right. I love that. Uh, and now I know what you told me about your, <clears throat> your viewers are very much more steeped into uh, an understanding of everything around us, that it, it does matter and the appreciation of it. And so I wore this in particular, as you said, to remind me and ask for my ancestors to bring their prayers and strengths as they always do to be in a conscious way. And I also added another piece. Most of these pieces are all given or family. And this piece has lots of different animals. Um, and so I particularly wanted to wear that conscious of that, this hoop of life, this one hoop of life um, connects all of us and no one's higher, no one's lower, all the sacredness of all of this and the beings, but particularly at this time with this smoke. So on one hand, there's great beauty, but all the particles, the toxic particles that exist from the fires and the things that are burning. And so I'm wearing this and also asking the ancestors pray to take care of the birds and the four-leggeds and, and the trees, this all the all of our relatives out here that, you know, I at different times I've wanted, we have bears walking through our mountain lines. I'm right on the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. Ooh, and I, at different times, I just want to like, I wish I could bring you in, you know, because I'm filtering the air. But even as I filter the air with the air conditioning, I know it also has an impact. 
-hmm. So it's like just having that awareness, not in terms of being solemn and, you know, everything heavy or, or I know all of us have days that look like this, you know, <laughs> but what it really is to just at the same time to be aware of what is and also what's possible so that we can put our energy now into what we want to create, which is what this lovely conversation is about, is that um, attuning us to, the, to, to, what, to what is present so that we can be a life-giving force again in every moment, bringing into alignment the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. And there's so, so many ways to do that. And one of them, as you just called out, is just how we present ourselves and, 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 and who, what we're carrying in our heart. And so this is a reminder of me that I'm carrying beyond time, past, present, and virtue, virtue but also all of my relatives are I, that I am a part of and they are part of me. There is no separation. No, it is not. And, and, and you're funny, you're talking about it. Today also I had to think about, and I mean, not think about, but I knew I needed to wear something with flowers. Yeah, so often I have, when I even go shopping, uh, my body moves me to clothing because even clothes become our medicine. Yeah, my big collaborator, yes. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. My yucca <laughs> also comes, sorry, yes, exactly. area is their part. There is, uh, it, it lightens me up. It, it provides energy, even though that is just a fabric, but the love of a design went in there. A person had to think about the flower, the colors, right? And for me, then this again is the connection as the person who designed it, even produced it, had to flowers and, and the reminders, right, of, of growth, of uh, uh, coming out, communicating with the sun, taking in the air, feeling the water on us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very, yeah, I'm no, okay. I'm always connected with nature since I'm a little girl. And once then I also studied landscape architecture when I lived in the US. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah. So. so you are very connected. And I'm, I am too one just from early on, my Aztec and a grandmother, I call it Nahua is the, is the tribe but uh, most people know it as Aztec. And um, she, I think from early on, her and my mother, we were always outside because every day part of our practice was, you know, giving gratitude to the earth and to the plants and that give us oxygen and, you know, just all on and on and on. And as you spoke, if I could, I really want to share a, a, a story because it fits with what we're talking about, especially when we have, um, the challenges are happening with the flooding in your area and the smoke in our area, the fires and, you know, all the things that the, the prayers and the consciousness of Mother Earth has been calling us for some time to pay attention to what we're creating. Um, but when I was about four, my little sister was two, my older sister was around seven, we spent the weekend at grandma's house. And she told us that Friday that on Saturday, we were going to wake up in the dark and that every hour we we're going to go out by her garden and we were to be quiet for five minutes. So we're little kids, so that's kind of a hard thing to do. But we always just knew we wanted always to please our grandma. So we, we did that. So she took us out Saturday morning. The sun's come out. We go out. We stand by her garden. It's August. It's in the Midwest. It's very humid and warm. And the sunflowers are there. And she had lots of sunflowers. 
And so we're standing there in silence for five minutes. Then we go off and we're playing and doing it. And then we brings us back the next hour. And as you can start imagining, the sunflowers turn to face the sun. And all day long, I'll still, I can feel it just telling you. Um, so this is probably a gift, not only to all those that are listening, but to myself, uh, as I'm also looking out the window at the smoke, is that to follow the sun. And so every hour we did that. And I remembered later in the morning, I was like eager for the five minutes to happen. I could feel it in my body and just turning. And then nighttime came and we went in and we had a, a late dinner for us. And then she said, okay. And we were like, we're gonna go outside again. I thought we were just doing this. <laughs> you know, we're just sort of looking at each other. So we got, but she grabbed a flashlight, we went out and we're standing there and we started to speak and she said, shh. And she clicked on the flashlight and we realized we were all in circle facing each other. And then she turned the flashlight over to the sunflowers and they were all facing each other. Uh, yes. And so this is this is how I grew up is that in a very embodied way, taking into all the different realms of awareness of who we are and what we are. And so that was one of the many times that I got to experience really being one with a plant relative, but also the many lessons that I know that you and the others who are viewing will have many more that come from that story, but just some of the main ones that came out. My grandmother said nothing to us when we went back in because she knew that our own sacredness, we would, we would understand. And so has, that has helped me now as an adult, but also through my childhood is to know even in the darkest times, the light, we can face each other because we are light. We are the sacred beings but also always turn to the sun. Every day is a new day. And so that means that we have to put all the things in place so that way we can operate as a life-giving force rather than a destructive separating one. And I'm forever grateful for that. And I feel as, as I go through life, my, the ancestors, my immediate relatives, um, the time I spend the Amazon, all, all over. I feel like I'm always being called back to a remembering, not, not even necessarily discovering. I feel like it's already deep in there. I think what is anew is like you said, in the context of this time, that we get to live some of the most amazing lives because we get to help together co-create a world that really is thriving, that was meant to be harmonious, that two-leggeds have forgotten how to be in harmony and oneness. So you're moving to oneness is so appropriate because that is indeed the, the, the I'd say, gentle urgent. Both is true. With our softest part of our ears, we are to listen so that we know how to move and expanding heart so we know that it embraces all of us to create this oneness, to remember. So I, I just, you know, even though my throat is a little scratchy and things, um, I know that again, this is an important time for all of us. We all matter. It doesn't matter our circumstances because our circumstances are just what they, we're far more than that. So we have to keep moving. And I say that not in a frivolous way, there's great suffering. And in Indian country, 
with the COVID, and I talk to indigenous people all over the world, there's great suffering and death that's happening and in a, a, a much larger way than in other arenas. So there's great loss that's happening. At the same time that there's sadness, we also know that the prophecies are unfolding at this time that have been telling us that, you know, that the bones will rise. And so we're, they're just finally discovering all the mass graves of the indigenous children here in the Americas. Uh, and they were getting to take our children back. And people, the blindness to what has been going on, how human beings treat human beings. And what I say is to really be present with your heart and mind and your gut, because the footprint we put on each other is the same footprint we put on Mother Earth. The footprint we put on Mother Earth is the same footprint we put on each other because we are indeed all one. And people talk about that as if it's all separate, but moving to oneness, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, that's something that really was, since I'm a, a tiny girl, I felt um, connectiveness. I, I was, I don't know, and I, I, I've also traveled the world and I feel comfortable, I feel, uh, curious about people I feel curious or I am curious about a growth about existence how we embody ourselves so for me I'm as a child I then sometimes become silent when I saw we not all of it was lived as what that was spoken and more and more now in my life I want to bring back our in a way our natural state and to make an understanding when you said about remembrance it's remembering how we once lived and then I really think we have to go very very far back um, maybe 10,000 years to the knowledge that uh, we can move much faster I speak sometimes about this you know I have cerebral policy but when I co connect with the mountains and it doesn't matter what mountains I'm in but here also in the ups, suddenly I can be like a runner or I can be like a goat. I can climb up those, uh, these creeks, <laughs> like nothing else, because then this is connectiveness with the energies where you may have much more information about, uh, but right. We get ourselves being drawn by the mountain or by a tree, or we feel pushed. So that gives you, if one's experienced that, a whole new way of understanding we so feel often that we're just being placed on this earth which also how we're taught maybe to feel on purpose disconnected yeah because for also singularity and you also speak so much about community and uh, how many things come together to make us thrive and, and be who we are so that we feel this harmony, this flow and flow is not just a river, but that even the energies, when you lean against a tree, you can feel the energies coming in and you can feel the energies of your body going into the tree. And there's a communication starting, right? This is our uh, community and that we have the star nations that come and provide. They've always been here, it's nothing new. And that everyone is here and is seeking. And I sense that really strong in the for what I think the newness is, 
to really who are we what are we really able to do what have what can we pull out of ourselves of our history out of the wisdom and in many many countries our ancient wisdom was destroyed right by conquerors and we can go back thousands and thousands and thousands of years depending where we talk about on this planet and uh so this is now also a time where because there is this curiosity of everyone and you can feel it and i think covid is bringing out this curiosity as well as these uh, landscapes that are or the weather conditions that are talking to us and the landscapes that is circled is also talking to us and bringing what is really how we treat the landscape and how we use the landscape, right? So all these things and how do we communicate in community and we are we separate? No, we are, you know, we've always traveled the world. We both are beautiful uh, uh, examples of multicultural within our blood. So then even there, there is no separation and we can bring all that wisdom back together. And because now there is this looking for this, this wanting to embody it, wanting to feel it, wanting to be part of it. That's what I sense from everyone around the world um, that now our wisdom, our ancient wisdom is reappearing or what survived is showing up we can see it with talking about graves, right? But we also here able in Europe, for example, we're finding ancient caves that no one has found, right? Or uh, somewhere else crystals are coming out of the ground and, and, and the list goes on or we know there's much more land now underwater or you were able to walk once from, you know, uh, through the Bering Strait all the way to Africa. There was no water separate. So you see there is this, who are we really? That is what is uh, uh, being looked for. And what is really our natural state? And are we able to live it now? And how do we get there? And um, these whole uh, conversations also of these huge dimensions of life and death of um, of living environment or not and communicating with each other around the world is is there's no word for it but it's one i know it's just I, I, out I, and celebrate yes, it's so expansive it's really hard to find the words one of the things you bring up for me by what you just said though is um i know when from the time i was little my uncle would be teaching us about the people and he would always start with a number of things and, and you brought that to mind for me which is um, you must, the best place to start is the beginning. And so you always start with talking about those that came before. And it's mm -hmm. exactly what you said, like, go back. And some people go back. Why would we do it? Waste our time doing that. No, go back because that's in you. That's the beginning. And so here in this country, in the US, there are so many people from, from Europe, but they've disconnected. They don't know that history. And so I often say, to them who are generally the majority in the, of the population yeah. is to go back and find, I mean, you can literally go back, but you can also in dream time, go back, find, discover more about who you are and what you are. And you will find about your ancestors as you do that, that you will find great strength that have come from them, but you also will dispel a lot of the myths and, and, and the things that we get to 
clean up for our ancestors too, who are just so happy. Again, we're in a different context, a different awareness. So we're able to do that. And as people do that, they, they realize, oh my gosh, we just always looked at you, indigenous people or other people, color, black folks, let's say, like you had a culture, but we don't. I'm just like, that's absurd. We're all sacred. We all have the past, present, and future. We all get to draw on this. And, and every moment we're drawing on all our relatives. So, so when you said that, really important. And then the second thing he would say, so start at the beginning, because if, uh, if we don't, then our skin will be numb, our skin will be dumb, which means that we will think that what is happening today came out of nothing. It's not true, you know? And so, and just as it didn't come out of nothing, tomorrow comes out of what we intend and do as well. So it's not, it's not at all hopeless or anything. It's really powerful. And then the other thing that he would say is that often the toughest, but always the most rewarding journey is the journey from the head to the heart and back again. And that one day we will understand it is the journey from the heart to the head and back again. Um, and what he was saying to us, and I didn't understand it then, is that so much of the outer is talk, I was all about the mind and we've developed the mind to a great degree, but it's disconnected from our own heart. And uh, now we're starting to understand our heart is more than a muscle, a powerful muscle, but that there's a knowing from our heart and that our mind can follow along. So that journey that happens there in any moment. But then he would always go further because it was always back about the hoop. And that, and the remembering then in this journey that we are all one relative. The Lakota call it mitakyoasin. Um, in Aztecan, I can't say the words, but it is a oneness. And it's, it's all of us uh, knowing that in our beingness, and that's really what it is about, from our beingness, this awareness of how we be in alignment, impacts how we do. But in the larger society, as these tumultuous things are happening, we do need to be in action. But it's like still so many are in pain and confusion trying to figure out what to do that they're like, oh, this is, let's do something. Let's do something else. Let's do this. We need to change it. So let's do without regard of, wait a minute, it's how your being impacts our doing. So bring those together. Because otherwise, we just, again, a lot of unintended consequences that are negative to the whole hoop of life. And um, so as you said all that, I'm just delighted because in, in my talks, generally, I'm always telling people, go back and find out about your ancestors. And no, you don't have to buy a ticket to get somewhere. You can just do that in your in various ways of discovering that. I'm in that process now because I, I don't have stories about that part of me Half of me is indigenous, but part of that comes from Mexico, from the Nahua, the Aztecan people. But other part comes from the desert of what is probably around uh, Southwest US. I don't have those stories. And then what totally flabbergasted me was from the, from the analysis was that a part of that DNA is from the Amazon. And I, I always wondered like for 15 years, I have been engrossed in the Amazon and I started leading journeys in 2007 was my first time to go down there. And until this last year and this year, I'm not taking people there, but I always, I feel so at home there is what you talked about running up the, the riverbeds. Well, I'm there and I just, 
I know I couldn't survive without the help of the other two legates who, who understand this amazing space and place called the sacred headwaters of the Amazon. But I can move there and people are like, what are you doing? I mean, it's uneven grounds, but I somehow I know how to move. And, and it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I learned about my ancestry. And the, and the people there said, oh yeah, no, we, we felt your spirit. You, you've been here long, long ago. A lot of women you come from and um, you, you've been here. And, and that's the kind of awakening so that we know that we can draw on this, this, these strengths that we have, this ability to shift and to be nimble, to flex, to be one with the water, to be one with the air, to be one with all of this, um, because we are it, we're not separate. And then we can address, this is not just about, oh, isn't it wonderful, our oneness? And, the, and it is. But part of the wonder, uh, wonderfulness of the oneness is that we can make a difference in the lives of all our relatives, in the systems and structures that need to be changed, and the systems and structures that are alive and are life-giving to reinforce those. So it's, again, holding on to all of it. Wow. <laughs> like, it's like balsam. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, oh, you were reminding me, I had a, a, a teacher. He... Um, a landscape architect teacher and he came from the prairie lands and he would sleep on a site for a few days to uh, understand it and to listen it at that time I was not so much interested yet in shamanic work but I thought that was fascinating and also he built his house into the landscape and didn't do anything that was the most beautiful landscape so he gave me a lot of uh, a thought already along um and then also what I want to give to you, the listener, is and when you're out in the landscape, often you have thoughts, ideas that you sense or you hear or know. There's, I should say there's more of a knowing that you know what was here once, what has happened here. And please don't push it aside stay with it for a moment and listen and feel even more feel the bottoms with yeah, with the bottoms of your feet right maybe be barefoot and, and and feel what's below you what's next to you what's above you and those thoughts are right and over time and anita you spoke so beautifully about it we have to get our find our wisdom so for many of us and that was once um, um forgot his name I'm so bad at the Mexican shaman he was also starting through dream time finding many rituals one of my teachers also you know had to find ancient rituals again and, and adapt them a little bit to these times and this is happening all over the world that we are remembering and so if you do remember please write things down uh, have a book maybe share it with someone so you've spoken it out and then you don't you know say oh this was just a thought i'm not thinking about yes. this anymore because as you get ignited you know and the ignition of it starts in the heart and then it goes upward and then our whole body we also are in the time where the landscape gets ignited again right it is uh we, there many of us are gate openers or or 
bring memory. A lot of women of us, we're remembering that when we come together, uh, we, we are these huge channels of, of bringing wisdom, right? So go out into the landscape with friends and see what happens. So stay open, become curious where your body takes you, where you go on vacation, there are reasons, maybe take a moment and look backwards. Where have you been in your life to go on vacation? What was a certain similarity? Why were you there? Was it the wind? Was it because there's some always water? So there is a certain connectiveness to it. Take time to, to pull that in and see, oh, that's part of you, right? Like, even though I don't live at the ocean, water is very important. I'm always somewhere where there's wind. I even have married then someone who even gets drawn more to the windy water. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's what I've learned that I'm those two things and that they come together and that the water creates and yeah, yeah anyway, all about water. No, no, no. no <laughs> even though I'm sitting awful. in the dry lands, but for everyone, there is the ability. And I think Anita and me, we are examples and many others look for others that take the time to find out more where you live and um, also sacred sites, right, Anita? We often see only the big things that we've um, temples or pyramids, but there are many sacred sites around where you live in your landscape. So go out, look for those. Again, where do you get drawn to? Where are the springs? Where open fields where you sense maybe their landing places for star nations? Um, or where there were gathering places, like you right, I found an ancient druid place right here, where you can sense so much work has been done. And people still go there and children suddenly when they're, they're really happy. So observe, where are your children happy? They're very fine tuned. Uh, follow them maybe a little bit when you're in the landscape. Absolutely. So yeah. So all yeah, absolutely. Little I'm, tricks I needed to No, share. a lot of those things are so practical and following the children is so important. I I spent a lot of time talking to elders and um, incorporating that into my life and my teachings and just in their ceremonies together. But we were really clear that elders is not talking about age. Um, and we have so many young people come in and they are elders. Some will call them elders rising. But nonetheless, we need to be listening to them. They have not separated. They have not forgotten all the cynical things that happen and make people cynical in their lives. They're so much closer that it, it's just so powerful. And, um, and when you do this, what is happening is you are being very conscious of being not only nurtured, which you always are, but then that reminds you of the oneness so that in every step you take, you are, you literally, I remember my grandmother and my mom teaches us, they were short, but kind of large, round, beautiful women. But when they talked, when they walked, it was so soft, even when they had heels, because they were like, we're always kissing the earth. We're also always watching to not, you know, hurt the, of the flower is nearby. If we do, we bend down and smell it because it has its purpose in life. And we want to give gratitude to it, but it, you're getting filled up. And it, it reminds me of a, of a quick story. Uh, one of the many years where I'm down uh, in the summer leading a group in the sacred headwaters, um, 
and often they're they're invited to do this plant ceremony, um, ayahuasca, and and I'm I'm merely supporting, so I don't take it. And yet at the same time, to say you don't take something again, all of this is around us and affects us. So everyone, I get to bed, they're all, and I look, and there on the equator, you see the north and south stars. And it was so brilliant and huge. I just remember standing there and I remember at first straining with my eyes. You know, when you see such beauty, you just all want to take it all out. Like, I just don't want to. And then all of a sudden I realized as I released, by released, expanded my heart more and kind of let go of my mind and my need for my eyes to see it all. I all of a sudden had this experience of, I was taking this in with my entire being, with every part of my body, every cell, and extended out. And I know that there was a transmission, and there always is a transmission. It's not just when you go, it's, it's whether you're open to it, it's happening. So we're in this place of we need to receive and give in. So one of these things of reciprocity a principle that has gotten out of balance or even forgotten, but that we're always in this. And so then you give back and, and then that, that energy was a source to be able to then come back and then be present to even more and to help reinforce all of those who are leaders out creating change. And we're just all doing this for each other and then back to listening. But the key thing, one of the key things here that I see is that, as you said, again, coming back to moving to oneness, we are all one. But one of the greatest paths to awaken to that, to remember, to keep, is listening. Mm -hmm. And you know, how often are we taught to listen? And yet when we do that, with the softest part of our ear and expanding heart, and I keep saying that because I think that's a couple of ways to help us do that, that so much is given. And my early life on one hand was so beautiful and elders and and on the other hand, there was extreme financial poverty, abuse. Um, and then at 13, my father was murdered and it was race related. And one of the things that I know for sure is that being able to call on this knowing of this oneness, of having a worldview that everything is interconnected, that allowed to go through the process of all the healing, all the things that need to take place. And I don't mean to act as if it's done. Well, one continues, there's deeper and deeper levels of finding the oneness. But in each one, you go, oh my gosh, there's there's more. And so every day I wake up and go, wow, it's another great day for healing. Yeah. And my children, when they were little, they go, I think you're the only mom that ever says that. <laughs> and I, I go, I don't know. I think there are other moms that said that, but it is a great day. It's a great day to be alive. It's a great day sun is out again it's a you know but it's a great day to heal it's a great day to forgive it's a great day to be in unity it's a great day to dream and to vision again to have hope in action and um i feel like today is one of those days again like every day <laughs> it has its unique place and, yeah, and start you, and you, know, you were talking about your book um the the four sacred gifts where exactly these uh, come in it's, it's it's this combination but again your, your painting pulled me in i had to think about energies right energies flow together it's not a strict line they're like this like the the colors right they come in many different colors yes. behind your painting coming but if you look at a meadow full with flowers 
the same thing happens. It's not just a strip of one kind of flowers and then a strip of another land flower, you know, or grasses. It is this like swale um, that are intermingling and then right here one and then there and then there's a whole group. And it, it is this, and weaving is sometimes too structural for me, yeah, the, yes. the word. It's more playful and it, it's yes. more vibrant, like you just said. But dancing. Look at all of it. And as, as we go and, and, and look what happened to me, why was it important for me? And what did I learn about it? What give out, right? And help uh -huh. someone else. This is then the, the forgiveness of, of yeah. right? And, and then we create together and we share and we heal and we provide hope for ourselves and for others. So everyone, you do have to <laughs> read her book. I'm going to put for sure the notes to it uh, in the show notes that you can uh, explore it a little bit because you you explained it so easy. You start so simple with food and with, with uh, the breath and then just, I would say, becoming aware of everything that exists and this each action we do in our daily life is important. And these turn all of your actions into medicine. And like we were talking today about taking, um, when you feel like it, you need to wear the turquoise or what your ancestors provided. Again, don't push it aside, just do it, doesn't matter. So give yourself permission to believe in your own uh, knowingness and act on it in your way. Like I chose this one. I even washed it really quick and laid it out in the sun <laughs> because I knew this had to be the dress, right? right? So I did this extra action and it was not something else that was already uh, ready. There is a, you spoke about that for a second. There is this urgency at the moment. And please, everyone, the urgency is here. We are right now in these very uh, strong, powerful, profited time, 2021, 20, 22, thousands of years, they spoke about this already, where this extreme change comes, this uh, going uh, around. And so your input is as important as, as my input as uh, Anita's input, so as all of our input, and it's uh, important. What do you say to that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that invitation you're making, I hear you making it over and over again in, in different ways and with a gentle, uh, gentle but compelling heart is the invitation to hear the call and then to act on it. Because the reality is that call, yes, it's coming from over here, but it's coming from inside too, because we are water. We're 50 to 65% water. And we are all the minerals. We are the stardust. We are all these things. And in every moment, it's, it's almost to me now absurd to think of separation, because I know in every breath, your gratitude to the plants, you know, and so when these forest fires happen because of the the global warming is like, oh my gosh, we've destroyed these plants and they, they have life and energy and they also give life energy and we give them the carbon and they, and so all this we're disrupting is we need to, to, to listen and then to act from the, that wisdom that both is within. And that is, that is here for us from 
from nature itself, the wisdom from the true indigenous elders, the wisdom keepers of all different traditions. There isn't a one. Again, this hoop has great diversity. So to be able to draw on all of that. So we have, we have just so, so many, I don't want to call it resources. There's so much that we're relatives that we're part of that are helping us do that. So for me, um, of the lifetime already before I received these gifts in the 90s with the Eagle Hoop prophecy, those four gifts that you'll put a note to people about, is that when I started using, because I began to start to forget, to feel hopeless that how are we going to bring the hearts of people together all over the world? You know, I've been doing that formally through diversity and inclusion for, for decades at that point. But then I, when I got these gifts, I was like, oh, oh, all right. That the spirit, the elders with spirit telling them, use these four gifts and you will know, mm-hmm. you will remember how to create balance and harmony. And I still like that. It wasn't like, oh, you're all wrong. You're all, because the what's going on right now in the separateness, the thing that unites all the separateness right now, one of them is righteousness. Well, you know, righteousness is not going to get us there. No. But the oneness, the love, that that knowing that we we are intimately interconnected in this oneness, that love, that's going to pull us through. And um, so I'm just glad there are all these different ways, um, some of them quite ancient, some of them newer prophecies that are unfolding that we are part of. And so I just want to join my voice in the invitation to, to everyone, regardless of your age, whether you're five or whether you're 95, you know, it, you are, you're here. And in my wisdom tradition, even when you leave the earthly plane, you are still present as an energy, as a source of a knowing. And I call on that wisdom all the time. So for me, um, I know losses talk about what's birthing and dying, but in terms of, uh, of this hoop, I think a lot of it is about birthing and rebirthing. Um, and yes, there's the process just as in nature of the different seasons, what we call death looks like death, but there's a rebirthing, a resurgence that's happening under the earth for the, for the newness. So um, I think when we think of ourselves like that and not in separation, at least for me, what I'll say has been true is that it is such a source that, that I know even in my tears and sobs, I've seen such pain and hurt that seems so needless. I also at the same time give gratitude because I know we're being made aware of it on a large global scale so that we can change the course. And that's indeed what every one of us have the power to be a part of that. Yeah. So this is something I have always... Uh... I'm positive in a way, and I always see the the good what comes out of everything. You know, I can smile when I'm in tears, because even yes. that I take a look and say, "Oh, it makes me aware." It is it's it's a new way of approaching something, or something has a transformed or transmuted or collapsed. Right? There is it's this this uh, movement, and and you made the while you everyone do watch the video first of all you have to look at the painting if you're listening <laughs> but Anita you have you also always made with your arms always 
the yeah. image. So the whole time One you, were creating, you were creating uh, uh, circles uh, of us coming together, also very inviting always that we all come together, that we learn about each other, that yes, we listen absolutely. to each other, that we're still long enough to really see what is behind each person, right? Yes. Where do they come from? What is curiosity? And go back. And I, I sense that. And you also bring that so beautifully in the world. You travel and travel and travel. At the moment, maybe it's a little bit more difficult, but that will pick up. And then we have this, you know, this internet version of travel that you do. And uh, thank you for doing that. And thank you for receiving at that time your vision and yes. the way yeah, and acting on it. Yeah, everyone, so yes. Anita did act on it. I, in a way, act on it by creating this podcast. And we know that is, it is for each tiny action is going to grow. Like when we were speaking about, right, the seed, the flower that grows mm -hmm. out of the seed, then it becomes too soil and one day it will become stone. And again, another day, something will rub wrong or you may carry it and it travels the world, that stone and brings its wisdom uh, around the world. I love stones. Those are the ears of the earth. And so uh, lots of wisdom comes out of the stones and things. I want to mention that when I do this hoop, it is about inviting, it's reminding that we're all one. But I also want to, quote black elk who understand i'm like the quantum physicists are starting to catch up now um that in this hoop of life the center is everywhere so i want I you to that. hear that the center is everywhere and the edge is nowhere wow look at what we're a part of <laughs> so i i felt that come through and that black elk would love us to understand that um the center, so you are the, the center is everywhere and the edge is nowhere. Yeah, this is what, when, when we speak about infinity, these are beautiful, beautiful words. Thank you for uh, being with us and sharing the, your, your energy, your love, uh, your playfulness and softness and gentleness. And in a way, it's like an energy one can fall back into. And I thank you for that. So if everyone, if you don't want to stand and use all of your strengths and energy to stand, sometimes let yourself fall back and you see and have felt today the energy of Anita to just fall into her energy or her loop or hoop, the circles, whatever. Yeah, whatever she brings to you. Um, and, and, and soak that in, as I have today, listening to your beautiful stories, Anita, of wisdom that keep on ringing out, as you have spoken, will be carried by the wind far, far and far. So thank you so much. And I want to thank you for the elders whose messages I carry from the Eagle Hoop Prophecy um, and I know you're going to write more as, as people want to hear more, learn more, just go to foursacredgifts.com, F-O-U-R, sacredgifts.com. And like the video you saw, that's five or six minutes and, and it has all sorts of other things. But 
um, this is all meant for all of us. This, this prophecy and these gifts, spirit was really clear. No, this isn't just to go back to your own indigenous locations, which is everywhere in the world, but it's really, it's for all humanity. It's really clear. So thank you for allowing me to share that and for being with you. And uh, I, I just, I feel so filled up and I know this is going to last far more than a day. And oh, so the best to you. all the, you and to all those who are viewing. Mm -hmm. So again, thank you everyone for listening. Do connect uh, with Anita on the um, Facebook group, Moving to Oneness. Or if you have questions, write her. I'll put that in as well in the notes or write me and I'll connect you. And be who you are. Bring out your light into the world. Do what you love best. And we're here to support you. And as you've heard, everything else that's existing. Goodbye. I'm Miley, your host of the Moving to Oneness podcast.